0: When Ellen Church was growing up in Iowa during the 1910s, her parents took her to county fairs to watch pioneer aviators swoop through the air. Mesmerized by the goggled pilots performing aerial acrobatics, Church let her imagination soar. She wanted to fly. But at the time, aviation was just a fledgling technology, and flying was considered a soul-stirring yet risky venture for intrepid explorers. The vast majority of Americans had never been on an airplane. Church had no idea that she would come to play an important role in this intriguing new world of aviation. But she did know she was smitten. Born in 1904, Ellen Church came of age during the unique era of early aviation, and her fascination with flight was not uncommon. When Wilbur Wright demonstrated the airplane in the early 1900s, The Frenchman Franz Reichel summed up his feelings about flight. Nothing can give us an idea of the emotion experienced and the impression felt at this last flight, a flight of masterly assurance and incomparable elegance. Europeans were so awestruck by flight that, in the 1910s, a group of Italian artists called the Futurists declared the airplane the foundation of a new theory of literature, which expressed all the feelings, emotions, and reactions unknown to those accustomed to crawl on the surface of the earth. Although this literary trend did not take off in the United States, the airplane did become an important cultural symbol in America. In the first decades of aviation, the American public imagined the airplane as more than a mark of technological progress It was perceived as a catalyst for a new utopian society, democracy around the globe, and world peace. America was infatuated. Young women were also part of the airplane craze. In fact, some were so eager to experience flying that they paid pilots at flying clubs and county fairs for airplane rides. One young girl, who later became a stewardess in 1939, recalled that her parents refused to give her the money for a plane ride because they considered it too dangerous, so she stole the fifty cents from her grandmother to pay for the ride. At the time, women aerial enthusiasts could even earn a living as barnstormers, stunt pilots who traveled across the country performing treacherous aerial feats such as plane-to-plane transfers via hanging rope ladders. The illustrious Ruth Law, a particularly successful female aviator, for example, earned $9,000 per week performing airborne stunts. Law's tour de force? Climbing out of the cockpit, onto the wing. I used to gape at Ruth Law and think that she was the most wonderful person I ever saw, Ellen Church recalled. I thought if there was any one thing I wanted to do, it was to fly one of those machines just the way she did. Even though Ellen Church could not get aviation out of her mind, she chose a more practical route. Nursing was one of the few mainstream professions open to women at the time, so Church attended the University of Minnesota's nursing school, and, in 1926, after graduating, she took a position at San Francisco's French Hospital. But during her free time, she watched planes take off at the Oakland airport, and she pined for the sky. Church's lofty dreams would become a reality a few years later when she took flight as the world's first airline stewardess.